ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts on Films with me, Fikri Jamadi. I'm here with our good brother, Muz. Hello, brother Muz. Hello. How are you doing, brother? You all right? Hi, everyone. Uh, how's, how's things going for you so far in India? Everything okay with you and your family? Uh, So limited limited working conditions and contacts. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No worries. Uh, well, uh, bad news for you, brother, because we are still working from home now in the recording of this particular episode. Um, I I don't know about you. Maybe you see it as work. Uh, it's kind of work for me as well. But I I mean I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's it's, it's good. It's good. And hopefully uh, the topic for today's episode is also going to be one that's enjoyable because we are going to be banging on a lot more about Disney Plus. Yay. Well, kind kind of yay. Kind of yay. Um, <laughs> because I have my reservations about Disney Plus. Um, but uh, the, the reason why we're doing this is because Disney Plus is a relatively new kid on the block in terms of uh, being a streaming service available to subscribers in, in my context, uh, England, and in uh, our good brother Muzes' uh, context, uh, India. So uh, we've, before we get into the nitty-gritty, uh, why, why did you... I'll, I'll share a bit of mine as well, but I'm just wondering why you decided to get Disney Plus. Is it, is it for yourself, for your kid, for, for the wife? What are we looking at here? I just want to know what the fun is all about because I, I've heard about it before mm-hmm. I moved to India. I believe uh, it have yet it has yet to reach our show. I mean, I yes, it has yet to reach Malaysia. Mm. Uh, my friends in Malaysia say, has the C plus reached Malaysia yet? No. So uh, I guess the, I have the advantage. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the things about Disney Plus in India, it's not like. Um, uh, it, it, it doesn't make uh, it doesn't make like a grander entry like Netflix and all that. Hmm. Uh, it, it, apparently, you know, and Disney Plus is just one of the uh, services that bundled together huh. under this hot star. Uh, yeah, under under this hot star package. Yes. So under this, uh, if you go for the premium, you get Disney Plus. You get HP Original Showtime. Uh, a few other streaming services all package into one uh, applications, I would say. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, I mean, for, um, yeah, and, uh, and the main reasons why I subscribe to Disney Plus or SK, because it's cheap. You know, I get the I get a, the whole the, the whole and cost of Disney Plus together with HP Original and all that mm-hmm. for uh, surprisingly around one thousand plus rupees, which mm-hmm. is about seventy. Ringgit plus per year. <laughs> That's so, mental. Itu yeah. kurang ajar tu bro. Itu yeah. memang kurang ajar sebenarnya. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 good, so it's a good deal for me. So now I'm entering my what? My, I think my, my second week with C plus. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you guys, uh, actually C plus looks a lot like my external hard drive folders right now. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, yeah, meaning that uh, you know. Most of the catalogs uh, are, 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 are things you know, are 
content of films or TV series that I really watch. You know, mm. it's uh, you know, it's, it's Disney. You know, everyone uh, who family with Disney knows that Disney doesn't have doesn't really have their own uh, uh, stuff. You know, it's just bought over existing studios or companies with strong IPs mm. and make it their own. So that's Disney for you guys. So that that's uh, you know it, it, that, that's what it is uh, with Disney Plus. So I'm reminded get, like uh, the whole event. Huh? Sorry, so, sorry, I I'll get to my bit in a short while. You you continue first. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. No worries, man. Uh, so you know, so you have so for Malaysians, sort of our fellow Malaysians who actually uh, wonder what Disney Plus. Also, you know, also go a bit. What is the the, the big deal about Disney Plus? It's, it's pretty much like everyone. Like I said, mm. uh, hard drive. You know, you all have your. I think most everyone have their. Uh, uh, those the the MCU's uh, movies, uh, the whole, you know, the whole catalog, mm. safe somewhere in the hard drive. Avengers, Star Wars. I don't, know, I don't need to go to Star Wars. You know, I want <laughs> and. Uh, I, mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I don't know how it did okay, but just last year in India, it came together with National Geographic Channel. I know that actually it's the old National Geographic Channel, but there you go. Mm. Uh, they even own National Geographic Channel. Yep. Yeah, this thing. So, yep, we have it here as well. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been uh, a big part of their marketing so yeah, campaign. That, that, that. Yeah, so actually that's my entry about uh, Disney Plus. But actually... I didn't really watch Disney Plus. <laughs> I tell you the truth, because it's part of, like I say, it's part of the uh, of the Hotstar app. So I'm actually I'm more, I, I watch more Showtime than HBO stuff mm. compared to Disney Plus. So yeah. <laughs> so good. So the subscription as a whole, good value for you, but Disney Plus itself, tak ni sangat lah kan? I mean, not not the not. Yeah, not I mean, attraction. I. It's, it's funny that I start out because I just really want to see what it was all about. But it turns out I just watched the other package because, you see, you know, it's a Disney Plus, you know. It's it's catered more towards digitating kind of audience, family-friendly kind of stuff. Mm. And I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, talking about, there uh, we go, about streaming services, you know, I mean, I've been very, Strong proponent of uh, streaming services because I'm I'm strong proponent of content accessibility. So yep. when I I think I've been I, I might be spoiled a bit when it comes to streaming services because uh, all this really uh, over the edge, pushing the envelope kind of uh, you know matched content, uh, you know matched uh, content sorry uh, films TV series that they. Hmm. Made available in all these resources that catered mostly for mature audience, so I kind of get used to that kind of content that comes from the So the same plus really doesn't really, you know, have that kind of edge on me. Well, that's a the Mandalorian. It's very good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but that is different, totally different, uh, uh, you know, uh, ball game to me. On the other sides of uh, the Mandalorian, within the same app, which is all star, I still have access to one of the greatest TV shows ever made, which is True Detective, which is I'm rewatching it right now. Which I'm quite surprised. Oh, okay, this is available. So yeah, Disney Plus has become the thing that I want in the first place, but then oh, I end up being like, you know, I just do. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I, I can relate on, on, on many levels there. What I wanted to say earlier was how whenever I wanted to prepare for my class and we want to talk about the influence of the media and how um, certain American companies, they actually take over other countries. They, they influence other countries, if you will, not directly by way of a military action, but, but through what is known as cultural imperialism. So one of the most common images of cultural imperialism I come across certainly on the internet is this one cartoon where you have 
it's like the soldiers of the of the United States of America they're landing on a beach somewhere uh, but instead of the actual soldiers it's actually Mickey Mouse um, and then the rockets being fired it's not rockets but it's like Coca-Cola or McDonald's and whatnot so so it's the Americans taking over the world basically but through their culture and uh, what, what what I always think about is is how prominent Mickey Mouse is in that particular image and, and I think that should not be ignored because uh, for, for for quite a lot of us uh, uh, certainly for people who follow the media uh, you're right Disney has been buying up quite a lot of intellectual property out there um, they, they've been doing it for a while I think they've they've ramped it up uh, over the past number of years to own you know Star Wars Pixar and you mentioned it's now National Geographic as well. So so that's actually quite intriguing to see how, how they have uh, come to this end point because I think the one of the main reasons why they purchase all these other intellectual properties out there is to ultimately lead to a kind of, uh, I guess you could say, the death star of all the streaming apps or services available out there, uh, which is Disney Plus itself. Um, and, and I think now that it's here... I must say I'm I'm a little disappointed um, along along similar lines as as uh, what you have mentioned earlier. Certainly from my experience, uh, what I have noticed is that with streaming services, there's always a sense of excitement. It's like you're not really sure what you're going to discover or what you're going to get. There's going to be a new show or there's going to be a new film. Uh, what what Netflix has done very well is to actually create a lot of international shows. So right now, I think um, Money Heist, the, the fourth season of Money Heist, there's a lot of buzz around it, and it's actually from Spain. And so that's that's the kind of uh, buzz or excitement that people get with regards to new shows when they're discovering something new. But with Disney Plus, Akurasu Macham, I'm not really seeing many new things. Do you know what I mean? If, if you want to walk down yeah, memory lane, yeah, if you want to walk down memory lane, if you are really the kind of person who grew up as a so-called Disney kid or a, a Disney fan, uh, that's great. But for me, I, I when I got the service and then I launched the app and then I looked through the list and I thought, I could have taken all some money. <laughs> You know, I, I never, I, even even though I didn't really classify myself. Right? Like I say, it looks like everyone hard drive. Uh, you know, it's like everyone hard drive computers right now. Like, I mean, uh, most of, I mean, you know, like everyone must have that kind of uh, downloads, whether it's legal or non-illegal, you know, in their computer somewhere. True, just true. Just for the sake of, uh, like, a nostalgia purposes, you know. Like I mean, I have, I still have, I still keep my, uh, the whole Star Wars saga, big that big like download, you know, mm. uh, in my actual drive. So that's that. There's nothing new. Actually, what is this stuff represent is actually, <coughs> they are, you know, it's a cash cow. You know, they are reselling back DVDs of their IPs. Mm. Like they own, but they 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 created it or they just bought off from other companies. But not in the form of DVD, you know. It's mm. in the form of uh, uh, the thing, you know, uh, virtual uh, storage. Mm. Uh, I mean, I before I even actually subscribe to it, I I I I, I know what to expect. I'm not expecting like uh, Netflix. I, I know how what is Disney intention with uh, Disney Plus <clears throat> because they came a bit late to the game, you know, when Netflix and some others. Uh, mm. Even Apple TV is on the market. Uh, so it's, yeah, I don't think, no, like everyone wants to have a super service right now, but mm. they don't get it much fast compared to when Disney announced that they want to go into the game. Like, you know, Amazon. That's Amazon Prime, then you have TV, mm. and that's Hulu, and so on and so forth. But you know, it doesn't really capture the the, the, the entertainment industry as much as when DC Plus announced, "Okay, I'm going into the game." So yes, uh, because you know, everyone knows that 
Disney is a very strong brand in the entertainment industry. Mm. And everyone also knows that like most, like many of these streaming services have like half of their content that actually pass, uh, that actually create a lot of viewerships came from Disney, like Avengers and all that. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, of course, that, that, that creates some kind of a news, some kind of interesting News for everyone. Oh, Disney Plus going to have Disney going to have its own services. So what happens to all these services, especially like Netflix? Right? That's, so this this conflict with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're first announced because Netflix have this great um, catalogs on Marvel. Uh, on you know on Marvel is a is a Netflix on just this. We have this Daredevil, uh, uh, Luke Cage. Schedules all these are Marvel tier two uh, superheroes that big. I mean, even Punisher. Mm. So all this, uh, 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 you know, uh, people know it's a Marvel items. <coughs> yeah. By the uh, way, are, are those shows still on uh, Netflix? Because I, if I'm not I mistaken, saying, they've stopped uh, making their shows, right? Or, or they're not available yeah, they on Netflix. Yeah, stopped making shows. Yeah. Mm. Mean that uh, we lost the great shows. You know, I mean, uh, I think the reason why all this things got cancelled because of this Disney Plus coming out. The thing about, uh, you know, Marvel uh, in Netflix, as Netflix original series, it was produced to get a much more mixed audience. Mm. I mean, uh, people say that, you know, they're never going to move to Disney Plus. I don't think they're going to work because Disney Plus doesn't do R-rated movies or R-rated TV series for the matters. That would be so Disney Plus Plus, la, not Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Disney Five. I'm not going to watch that. I mean, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going. I want my gritty, R-rated Daredevil. So, so this is the kind of thing that people talk about. Uh, and I, I think prior to that as well, I heard rumors that this actually Netflix was in talks. So develop Obi Wan cannot be TV series. Yeah, in fact, um, that's something that, uh, well, they've, they've, of course, um, a lot of our listeners out there they will be aware that the Mandalorian has been produced um, and is available on Disney Plus itself right now. And in fact, they're going to be re- they're, they're going to be releasing a series. I think a documentary series on the making of the Mandalorian as a way of, in a way, killing time <laughs> somewhat, uh, leading up to yeah. the second season of the Mandalorian. So, so they do have original content. Uh, b- before we, I don't know, turn people off so much from Disney Plus that they are not going to subscribe or whatever. You do have to bear in mind that they do have original content. It's just that what they are doing uh, or what they have done. I think they have the film Lady and the Tramp. And they have uh, High School the Musical, the series The Musical. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's great. Um, but it's just not as... I think what, what you mentioned earlier was edgy um, or, or gritty or, or R-rated and whatnot. So there's, it, it, it doesn't quite have that extra spark for, I suppose, people like, like Moose and I. And I don't know, maybe for our listeners, it's, it's probably going to be a different story. Uh, especially when it comes to the cost, because uh, for most you say that it's it's quite cheap. That for you is actually relatively cheap. Of about was it seventy yeah. ringgit a year uh, with the whole package, DC Plus and a number of other shows yeah. uh, platforms like uh, Showtime. Uh, the same story here in in the in the UK context. So what I did was to sign up prior to the launch date. And if you do that, you sign up for the whole year, and that would be fifty pounds. And if you sign up after the launch date, it would be six uh, sixty pounds. And what I did was to sign up before the launch date, so I saved myself ten pounds. So it's fifty pounds for twelve months, and it's really cheap because that works out to about four pounds plus plus per month. And if you consider it. It's cheap just by itself, but relative to Netflix, if you have Netflix over here, if you want to subscribe, 
you have three different plans. You have the six pounds, nine pounds, and the twelve pounds package. The twelve pounds being, you know, the the biggest one. You can have the ultra HD, and you can have four different sign ins or logins. Um, but the Disney Plus package that I got, it is fifty percent cheaper than the cheapest Netflix uh, package, and it has all the features of the full Netflix package. Do, do you understand what I mean? It's like I'm getting the best yes. package out there, but for a price that's far below what the um, main, I guess you could say, target or competitor on the market is offering. So, so memang kalau kau convert dalam, you know, uh, daripada pound ke ringgit, it's, it's going to be what, 250-ish? 200 plus per year then that's going to be like oh that mahal gila dah kan but in the British context it's actually seen as number gotcha. one is Disney and number two bloody hell I think I spent more at Costa Coffee um, a few nights ago <laughs> um, than I did for for a single month of Disney Plus so so that mindset is actually quite prevalent um, so it's it's actually very cheap uh, I think it's doing well but a lot of people have signed up. Uh, I think a lot of people signed up for for Simpsons, and they do have other stuff and whatnot. But let's let's talk a bit more about what we like, though, uh, just before we round up this part of this episode. Um, because in the second half, it's going to be me and Ezra talking a bit more about what we have discussed here, as well as uh, focusing on uh, an article or a series of articles that we wrote some time ago, and considering how right we were about certain things and whatnot. But before we get to that, let's end this part of the episode on a slightly more positive note. Something that you like uh, from Disney Plus, Moose. Something that's really positive, uh, something that really, that really makes you think that, oh, you know what? My 70 ringgit is really worth it. <laughs> what are we looking at here? So, here's the, here's the thing. Huh? Disney Plus, the thing about I like Disney Plus is... Uh, First, the subscription fee. You know, you're gonna beat that. You know, even with uh, Netflix, which I understand where they're coming from. Mm. Uh, uh, Disney Plus made a great uh, decisions to you know to, to be a to offer a very competitive first uh, pricing point. All right. Because of that, they Disney. Yeah. Uh, and second, and I think uh, I think they're still in the in the, in the early stage of the. Uh, Venture into streaming services, so you not you don't get a lot of uh, uh, you don't get a lot of uh, original content to start with. But even with that, you know you have this whole catalog of uh, whatever IPs that Disney own that are already familiar with you. Like you know, uh, I have Star Wars and you have all these uh, 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 like Disney stuff that you're already familiar with. Like now, you know Disney already. Uh, re-release back their old classics into live actions. Mm. So you get that quite early uh, when it came out from the cinema and when it's finished their terms in cinema. And also, you know, it, it, it's uh, I, I see it as, like, as a you know in in a way long term investment so to speak, because sooner or later Disney Plus is going to have all this um, highly attractive. I I think. Mm. And content, original content, to be added on to the catalog because you see now they have that freedom to create like to produce like what uh, Obi Wan Kenobi TV series, mm. and then they can have all these uh, uh, MCU's additional TV series mm. to complement the films. Now you, I heard they got to make a, a TV series on uh, uh, what Falcon. Oh yeah, I think they 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 might finish shooting it to be possibly in post production. Ah, I think they might have. Yeah, I, so I, so I, might get it. I might have gotten it mixed up with I another think, show. So well, whatever it is, you're going to have all these family IPs coming into your you know your TV screen or your mobile devices, hmm. and you know it's going to be good because it's Disney. You know, they have a lot of money. And you see how they produce Mandalorian, that is really <laughs> mm. TV productions as fast. So, you know, money is not an issue for Disney. Yep. They can produce a highly 
great entertaining PG to date content on well, IP that we family with. In that case, so they should I, just give I it away for free then, huh? <laughs> you don't you don't have to pay seventy yeah, ringgit. I don't have to pay fifty pounds yeah. if money is no issue. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, well, here, here's the thing. I I I think. I mean, I, I think once they have all these new contents coming up, you know, uh, in the, what in a few months time, I don't think whatever that we pay right now going to be the new subscription fee soon. Because mm. now they, you know, they, they, they know they are, they, they, you know, demand over supply, you know, so price going to go up. So whatever it is I'm paying right now, I don't think it's going to be the same, like, uh, you know, in a, a year time from now. Yeah, that's a very good point. When they already established themselves as a, as, as a streaming services. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good side of uh, this class. First, uh, uh, you know, the, the subscription fee is very competitive, which I know why they need to make it because they want to get more people to jump into them, mm. into the ship. Yeah. And <laughs> jump into the ship. And I mean, where were they to yeah, begin I mean, with? They, were they out there floating out all all, all at sea and yeah. then they jump into the ship? Come on, guys. 50, yeah, 50 yeah, pounds yeah. will get you on the boat. Let me put it this way. Nobody going to, let's say they have the same subscription fee with Netflix. Netflix mm. like what, over in UK, and in, in, let's say you use Malaysian standards, uh, 45, 65 ringgit for, for, the, for the premium package. Mm. I'm not going to subscribe to Disney Plus just to watch Mandalorian. Oh uh, yeah, true. Pay about 65 ringgit per month. Mm. No, I'm not going to do that. But if it's like what, uh, 70 ringgit per year, hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, go- I'm still going to subscribe even if DC Plus, I mean, if it's uh, Mandalorian sucks. But 70 plus ringgit per year? Hell yeah, man, sign me up. Yeah. So yeah, I think that Disney, you know, in terms of marketing, they do a very good, yeah, I think they, you know, they hire the best in terms of marketing yep. department of course. for the people. So they know what they're doing. They 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 know exactly what they're doing. Exactly. So even though it might look it might look like your hard drive, your external hard drive right now, and all those fill-ups that you don't illegally. But in the long run, yeah, I think it's going to be a good investment for you because I pay, I already pay for 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 a full year. Mm. So when Disney Plus becoming a boom in a few months' time with all this great content, I'm still paying 70 70, 70 ringgit plus. Mm. While the new subscription probably pays fifty ringgit per month. Jokes on you. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for my part, I just want to share very briefly before we end this part something that I really like about the service the X Men TV show, brother. <laughs> so, I, that was the one thing that I was yeah. most surprised by. You know what I'm talking about, right? The X Men TV show, the animated series in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, did, I just did not know it was going to be on there. And of course, you know, when I saw it, I thought it makes perfect sense, guns. But they're on the Fox, and they do have the X Men films, although not all the X Men films um, in in the UK version of Disney Plus right now. But when I saw the the, the TV show, I thought, ah, oh, this is it. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about that's taking a walk down memory lane? Yeah, that's that's the stuff right there. Well, you said that they go to you know there's a X Men TV series. I thought you know they're going to go forward with. Producing expert TV series exactly in the same class, then it's okay. It's a TV. Is the is, is the one from the nineties? So yeah, okay. They, they, I don't think they're yeah, gonna okay, make. Okay. Well, they might do. You know, stranger things have happened. You never know. Um, but as it yeah. stands, yeah, as it stands, it's the point is it's one of those things that I, I looked through, and then I thought, oh, it's here. You know, there's some th- some other things I saw, much of cool runnings and sister act. And I thought, oh yeah, nice. Okay, so I could have thought of film too. And I thought, yeah, these are the nice films that, that that you wouldn't mind watching on a Sunday afternoon if it's on, I don't know, HBO again. So, so some of those films are good. And then there's some weird ones. I think there's one with Sean Connery and and a dwarf. <laughs> it's just I, I I haven't seen it. I can't remember the title. But you know, I when I was just scrolling through, I saw that poster and I thought, eh, hey, that looks like Sean Connery. But I just for the life of me, I could not recall Sean Connery acting in a Disney film. Um, so I might check that one out just 
just to see what that's all about. But the one that really grabbed my attention and, and pulled at the heartstrings, if you will, is, is the X-Men TV show. So I've seen it all before, but I think I'm definitely going to make some time in the near future to sit down and watch it all over again. And I think that's the gist of uh, Disney+. Plus, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you... Want some of the exciting stuff, some of the dramatic stuff, something new and unknown? Um, I don't know. You might want to hold on to your dollars and, and to your pounds and ringgit and rupees and such. But if you want to take a lovely walk in the garden, which I'm sure quite a lot of us want to do right now, especially now that we are all living uh, in, in various forms of lockdown conditions all over the world, if you want to take another stroll down memory lane, and, and and just enjoy the sights and the views that that you can enjoy because you've seen it all before, then uh, Disney Plus might just be your ticket um, if it doesn't already look like your external hard disk, according to most. <laughs> Anyways, that's that, brother. Lovely. Good to talk to you. Um, thanks for, for making the time. And, and thanks to, the, to our good listeners as well. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break for this particular episode. We're going to return in the second half with Ezra. But for now, we are going to say goodbye, Brother Moose. Hey, man. Goodbye, everyone. Okay, good night. Nice what time is it over there now? At home. It's, it's, it's almost far. It's almost far. It's uh, half past two in the, in the early wee morning. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> the, the price we pay to bring this to you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Anyways, without further ado, thank you, Moose. I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're back to continue the second half of this particular episode where we are going to be reflecting a bit more on the streaming context, but we're going to be hearing a lot more from our good friend back home in Malaysia, Ezra. Hey! Hello, everyone, dear listeners, boys and girls. You forgot the you, you forgot the children of all ages. You forgot the children of all ages. Children of all ages. Yeah, okay, because okay. children might be listening to our <laughs> podcast as well as ever. <laughs> right here we go. Um, so you've had a listen to the first half of the episode. Uh, any thoughts that you want to share with us? Questions, perhaps you may even have. Uh, I think I just I think there's a few thoughts that I had. One. Um, Simply because in Malaysia we don't really have yet, I think, the mm-hmm. Disney Plus. So a lot of it seems very um, uh, theoretical to me. Mm-hmm. But I think I understand because it, it's still a streaming platform. It's just like Netflix. I have Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not just like Netflix, but similar mm-hmm. uh, in uh, form. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you talk about X-Men and TV show. <laughs> I... Uh, Funny enough, uh, I was just talking to Adib, my husband, mm-hmm. and he and I asked him, "Hey, um, you you did told me about X Men TV show before." I'm like, "Yeah," uh, and he was like, "Yeah, it's my mom's and himself punya favorite TV show. So it's usually when they, when it was on TV, it's like every Friday," he said, and mm. like on the on the midday on Friday. So usually it's it's so it 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 so oh, okay it must be very interesting now that both my husband and Shamikri is talking about it so yeah I'm I rooting out for it I I would love to try to watch it if <laughs> if if I can I manage <laughs> so, well. I guess in that case, maybe we should have invited your husband instead of you uh, to have a chat for this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 your your mother in law, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always a favorite, the X Men with um, in laws everywhere. Uh, yeah. No, it's one of those shows. I can't remember which day it was on, 
but it was ubiquitous. If we're talking about cartoon shows from the 90s, where you have to talk about X-Men, you have to talk about Captain Planet, and, and a number of others as well. So I think Transformers, uh, they were first made in the 80s, but at least in, in Malaysia in the 90s, that was when they were screened. So they were, they were a pretty big deal. As well, and of course Doraemon. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't, you know, you can't run away from that as well. Doraemon. So yeah. <laughs> we should do a show about Doraemon, <laughs> but no, we're not. We're we're doing this show. Um, well, it, it ostensibly about Disney Plus. Uh, well, in, in what I would call Disney Plus <laughs> Plus. But uh, just very briefly before we move on to to the next bit, um, what we talked about. I just wonder whether that somehow have I don't know would would it have influenced you. Uh, in terms of how you would decide to describe to Disney Plus or not, uh, because I feel like we didn't really complement the service as much, uh, at least at this stage. Uh, there, there's some good stuff, but but there's some um, not 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 so great stuff about it as well. Where we talked about how it's not the most exciting thing out there for now. I just wonder whether that inf- would would have uh, influenced you to kind of not subscribe to it or something. What well, well, what, what do you what do you think? Uh, I think the fact that um I think the plus point of Disney Plus is definitely the price point. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the biggest attraction for me to also subscribe to it is if if it if it's uh, in Malaysia mm. and um I think hmm, growing up I watched a lot of Disney uh content that is you know shown on TV3 in Malaysia or uh, stuff that is available readily or on the uh, cable TV cable mm. um, at that time so I think yeah it would be just a, a just like a, um, you know throw down the memory lane like I definitely feel like if I were to watch Mighty Ducks now oh yeah when, when, <laughs> when I was We interviewed you before about this, and and you did mention that. I, I do remember that. Uh, yeah. Kind of like turn me off a bit. 
But yeah, it's 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 personal, so I'm not sure if there's other people out there who feel the same. But mm. yeah, that's 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 uh those are the thing that I feel about Disney Plus. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll see what happens when the option comes on the market. Uh, for my part, I think you you might pick it up a lot sooner rather than later because um, we are now going to jump to the, the, the second part of the second half where we, uh, as I and I, will be reflecting on uh, two different articles that we wrote some time ago. Both were written at the time when Netflix first became popular uh, in Indonesia and Malaysia or well, maybe popular is not the right word but available uh, to to a certain extent yeah. in Indonesia and Malaysia sure. and but as you you had the first experience of it here in the in the United Kingdom so I, I just wonder yeah. you know your 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 thoughts on the article that you wrote that was written in the year 2016 mm-hmm. in February 2016 so that's over four years ago so four years on yeah. um mm. Do you still stand by a lot of the points that you that you mentioned in the article? I mean, you wrote how you you picked it up fairly quickly when you got to the UK. Did did you pick it up fairly quickly as well when you got back home to Malaysia? Definitely, I think because you know, coming back to Malaysia and I started looking, I don't have TV, but I have um, Roku with me. Roku is just mm-hmm. this. It's just like I will explain it as a. It's just like Chromecast, and also like probably in Malaysia nowadays, it uh we understood it as um the Android box. Yep. So I have to bring back my Roku with me. So Netflix is available on Roku, mm-hmm. so I can use it. I have my projector, the screen on film, or if I feel like watching it on my laptop. So um yeah uh. I remember when I was in the UK, I was sharing with uh, my flatmate mm. and, and we pay for like, I think the six, the six pound foot and then, and then we each of us pay three pound each. And now, uh, before when it was still 33, I was just watching it alone now that I'm married and my husband also subscribed Netflix and mm. even uh, a few of our friends actually pay under us uh, under our account so we pay for the four screen full he- full screen mm-hmm. ultra HD mm-hmm. so it's 55 ringgit so the four of us 55 for, per yeah, 55 month for, yeah per month so every month my husband will asking our friends hey kamu tak bayar lagi Netflix so yeah it's still uh, still similar to what happened before Uh, it is a series, yes, called 
Ghost Bride. Yeah, Ghost Bride. Yeah. So, that one yeah. is. Uh, so I think it. That was a uh, apparently is a good one. Um, the first Malaysian series apparently made for Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, and which follows in the footstep of Azalea's Wrath, uh, the first Malaysian film uh, released uh, or premiered, uh, premiering on uh, Netflix. Uh, although having said that, I've I've been looking for Azalea's Wrath on my Netflix here in the UK. I tak jumpa. I don't know why <laughs> it's not there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It says there till death. Uh, the the title is till death, and then in, in brackets Azalea's wrath. But it seemed like it didn't even last until the following year. Um, at least in <laughs> availability for Netflix. At least here in the UK, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a rights issue. But um, I, I just want to transition slightly to another point because you mentioned uh, Astro. And I just wonder whether you ended up also subscribing to some of the other more regional. Uh, streamers like Hook or iFlix or View. I mean, were, were, were there any interests in, in that area? Or was it like, in your case, it's not streaming per se, it's more like Netflix. Macam kalau, I, 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 don't, I don't really go into the science fiction thing as much, but but I'm a big fan of Star Wars, you know? So it's like, it's not the genre as a whole, but it's something more specific. Um, what, what, what do you think of the more regional streamers? Do you subscribe to them? Or do you subscribe to them? I see where you're coming from and, and I would agree with you uh, to be honest with you uh, iFlix I, I subscribe to iFlix but that's because I like to you know I like to access the local content they do have available there And but I, when I say local content I'm not talking about hantu uh, bungku sikat tepi I'm talking about uh, hey don't laugh okay it's a film jangan hina kerja orang Heza, Heza, stop it, Rosie. I think it's my laughter is open for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but they do have such uh, shows, uh, and and it caters more towards um, you know groups of people who watch uh, Malaysian films and comedies and such. So they do have a number of different options there. For my part, I, I was interested more in baru-baru ni ada film Daulat. Yeah, that one is uh, quite interesting. That one is on iFlix and uh, KL Gangster also. Uh, apa dia? Sorry? Like right now, is it? When you're in your iFlix, available there? Oh uh, yeah, I use VPN. I mean, it's not available per se, but I use a VPN. Make it seem like I'm in Malaysia okay. and I just watch lah because, you know, we just find a way. And, and so I, I do try to stay in touch with that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we will we'll talk a bit more about the streamers, uh, the the regional ones later on. But just very briefly, yeah, I, to be honest with you, it, some of them not doing as well as they probably really should. Um, but uh, coming back to the point you mentioned earlier, how you watch TV shows and whatnot, do you find that it affects how you watch TV shows now? Because if you watch a Netflix show, you're right, seven, eight hours is, is what, eight to ten episodes at the most, um, give or take a few episodes here and there. So it's one season is, is already 
fairly uh, small in terms of the number of episodes. Uh, does it affect how you would watch other so-called normal TV shows in, in which uh, the number of episodes could be double for for a single season, which I'm, you know, just as an example, CSI Miami or, or Law and Order and whatnot. So these kind of shows, we're looking more towards double figures, which I'm closer to 20, if I'm not mistaken. Um, does it affect how you might watch uh, these other shows? Uh, I think yes, definitely. Like, it became easier to just um, stay tuned. And <laughs> I think what Netflix has done, like, it's, brain, it's like brainwashing, brain-wiring thing. <laughs> brain-wiring? Uh, I just imagine them bringing their toolbox, you know, bought screwdriver and, and all this, just, yeah. Yeah, well, they're doing a good job. Definitely, like, the cliffhanger, and plus, like, I remember watching this latest Netflix show called, um, what is it called? It's something about... Uh, oh, it's called Next in Fashion. And I, I have think, no uh, idea what um, you're talking about. <laughs> Next in Fashion. Next in Fashion. It's like, it's like Project Runway, but um, it's established designers. And yeah. Okay, uh, alright. And the participant is all over the world. So um, I think that's the first one that I noticed when they... When after one episode ends, mm-hmm. and the host, um, Alexa Chung and Tan Friend, they mm-hmm. will be like breaking the fourth wall. Like, you should click the next button. Click it now. Click it now. So I'm like, oh, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good trick to to keep us tuning in. And other than that, the, tra- the, the traditional way is just the cliffhanger. Mm. <laughs> it's another level, eh? Another level. Like I, I remember just start watching um how to get away with murders, but I'm not sure whether that is original. But anyway, um how to get away with murders episode ends with a very strong cliffhanger. And mm. I remember I did like it's got la sambo esok la because it's so interesting. Um and yeah. That's why I said that they brainwired us into just kind of tuning in. Yeah, it's a bit of 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 a of it and now it became if I penat then I'll stop watching and if if I feel like okay, I want to continue later um, then I just continue later Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I I can relate to you on that front. Um, and certainly uh, now that I'm more familiar with streaming services, I to be honest, I still don't use it as much. But I think the difference could be that I I think it's stages of life as well. Do you know what I mean? Because in in your case, you are introduced to it in a context where you have a, a lot more time on your hands. Uh, you know, as a student. And then as, um, you know, once you have graduated, you're still working, but not married, you know? So you have, like, a bit more freedom to determine what you want to do, how you want to do it, um, the shows you want to watch, so I think with me, to be honest with you, uh, all sorts of factors come into play. I just don't really sit down to specifically watch TV shows as much nowadays, which might come into the equation here. So I think such factors need to be borne in mind. Um, thanks very much for that, Ezra. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to very briefly discuss uh, some of my thoughts about the article I wrote. The focus was basically a lot more on the impact of Netflix in the Indonesian context. So uh, a couple of points that I wish to kind of raise here. Uh, listeners can click on the links in the show notes just to go and have a look and, and read what's up with that. Simply put, uh, when Netflix first came in, um, it was a very complicated and still is a very complicated relationship uh, the focus was a lot more on the Indonesian context so you have initially Netflix being blocked in Indonesia uh, although not specifically by the government 
but more by the internet service providers, at least by the majority of them uh, uh, at that time. And so, so that's that. So at first, basically, they they blocked it, but uh, more recently, I think earlier this year, they also signed a deal with the education ministry, the Ministry of Education and Culture, uh, to provide content uh, for uh, the the Indonesian education sector and also to help uh, with Indonesian young filmmakers to create a short film competition and, and help with the networking and all this kind of stuff. So, so much I'm at first much I'm tak boleh masuk, and then you know a few years later is let's sign a contract together for one million dollars, uh, and then. I think just a few months ago, um, a few weeks or so months ago, uh, Indonesia also introduced. Basically, it's it's not a Netflix tax, but it's called that. It's it's called the Netflix tax because what they wanted to do okay. is they wanted to uh, tax the kind of services being provided in Indonesia to Indonesians by companies from outside. So Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, they don't really have a local. Uh, branch, so to speak, where traditionally, if you want to have uh, some kind of business in Indonesia, then you you will need to have a a, a local office uh, of some kind, uh, and then that office will be taxed for the service or for the goods you sell to the Indonesian public. But in the case of Netflix and a number of other services like uh, Steam, which is more to do with video games. Uh, they don't really have a, the their their companies based in it. so it's very difficult to tax them uh, in in the traditional sense. So what they did was to kind of update the tax code and 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 rules and regulations to ensure that they can tax all these companies, even though they are not really uh, present in Indonesia in in the more traditional sense. And they did that because they they believe that. You know what? You're not here, but your goods and services are here. So we are going to okay. still tax you on this. And at least in the Netflix sense, it is unfortunate because it is referred to by a lot of people, including the government, as the Netflix tax. Even though it's not a specific Netflix thing, do you know what I mean? Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So, so in that sense, it's been surprisingly uh, complicated, or maybe not so surprising, but but still, nevertheless. A lot more complicated than you would think. Um, I, I say perhaps surprising because earlier on we had the the contract that is signed with the the education ministry, but then they also have the other stuff going on. Although we do need to point out that the current education minister is uh, the founder of Gojek, so so I think from from the ministry's perspective, I think difficult for us to take one ministry and say that it represents the whole Indonesian government apparatus, Kapaga. But from that ministry's perspective, or from that minister's perspective, uh, they, you know they think a little more outside of the box. So, um, whereas the the taxing stuff is from another department or another ministry. So these are the kind of things that uh, I I think is worth bearing in mind in terms of the updates with regards to what I wrote before. Um, there was one part of that article that I wrote. Um, that I think is a key point. Uh, if if people macam tak nak tak nak baca the article, <laughs> then maybe this is the one sentence that they can take away from that. Rather than remain exclusively focused delivering, uh, uh, focus on delivering international products in these markets, perhaps prioritizing the localization of local films could maintain its relevance for us all. So, I wrote that talking about how I, I may not necessarily like or enjoy Netflix bringing in outside of foreign films and, and TV shows to local and domestic contexts. But then the reverse, which is to take local shows and bring it to, to the outside world, is probably not happening as much, at least at that time. Lah. Uh, what I'm happy to say is that, at least for now, what I've seen is that it's, it's not the same story because there's a lot of shows. We just mentioned The Ghost Bride earlier. Um and, and a number of other shows and films as well, are being made uh, specifically by Netflix and for Netflix. And going beyond that, other companies are also signing distribution deals with Netflix to show their films on on Netflix itself. So uh, even like 
I, I, if I open up my Netflix UK right now, previously you talked about Vikingdom, mm. kan? Um, yeah. And if I want to watch Pascal now, for instance, it's there. Mm. Pascal is there. Yeah, so, so there's a number of other Malaysian and, and Indonesian shows that I notice that is mm. actually quite uh, quite good. I, I, I like that. I like how local films are being brought out to, to the global stage. And now, of course, I think we are at a stage where we are starting to think about things like not specifically in terms of the country, but just the fact that they are global or international. So you have shows yeah. like, um, and when, when I say global or international, I'm talking about not, not English shows per yeah. se. So you have a number of Spanish shows, for instance, uh, doing fairly yeah. well. Oh my God, I did Netflix. finish binging Money Heist. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, no. right? It's a big hit. So, it's a big hit. And if, and if uh, I there's also like a documentary about it in Netflix, like the behind the scene documentary, which actually explains the the making of the, the series. And and uh, if you haven't watched part four of the of the Money Heist, don't watch the documentary. But if you have, silakan. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course, you have to wait. You have to finish the the, the whole thing first before you can watch any other behind the scenes stuff. That goes without saying, Ezra. No, no, because because after watching the first season, I would be intrigued to watch the documentary because I feel like, oh, okay, I want to know about this. This how I think from a filmmaker perspective, like so intriguing to just learn more about characters, the you know the idea behind it, and then when you click play, and then. <laughs> And then the disclaimer was like, oh, it's spoiler ahead, so please, like, you know, watch, watch and um, be, be mindful that will be spoilers, so I quickly just click, off, click back and finish the series and then right away watch the, watch the uh, behind the scenes, so. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you love documentaries too much, I think. Sorry, I'm a Oh, well. No, we, we all are. It's okay. It's all good. We all have our biases. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, yeah, last point uh, I wish to make before we end today's show. Uh, I also talked about how Netflix previously had to deal with local competitors, but uh, the local alternatives or the regional alternatives, which I'm View, iFix, Hook, um, not all of them are doing great. View apparently is doing okay. Uh, they they have quite a lot of um, um, subscribers, if you will, um, and and they seem to be self sustaining. Uh, I think it's View. They have, kaja, four eh, forty million over forty million monthly active viewers according to this article. So so that might be ne. But iFlix, you know, they they're cutting some of the stuff. Hook. Is, mm. I think it's gone. I th- I'm not so sure whether it's it's still around. Is it still around in in Malaysia? Because I'm reading news reports and and it says that it's liquidating, which basically means that they are just getting rid of it. So. I've never heard of it, you know, before. You've never heard of it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's probably why they're liquidating. <laughs> It's, it's Singaporean, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's based oh, in Singapore. Um, but of course, available okay. on a more regional basis. So, And it, it had some big hitters behind it as well. The, I think um, oh. one, one of the Singaporean uh, telcos and a number of Hollywood studios were involved. Warner yeah. Warner Media was involved um, as well. So so that was, oh. that was disappointing. Um, but... But yeah, so so the local competitors per se that at the time I mentioned someone like Netflix uh, having a head start on on someone like iFlix rather having a head start on Netflix when when Netflix first came out. Uh, right now, I think safe to say that this is not the same story as well uh, because they are not doing well, and it's disappointing, especially for iFlix like getting rid of their stuff. For me personally, I feel that. In, in these conditions where people are staying at home and, and watching a lot of stuff online, it's, um, you know, money's coming in one way or another. But people making films, Kapaka, you know, these are all put on hold. Um, so the amount of money you spend is probably not as much in terms of, um, in, in terms of before, really, compared to before. Uh, so in theory, viewers should be watching more stuff. 
but but even though that side of the business model seems theoretically sound, um, no, they're they're cutting their stuff. So I'm disappointed by that. But but as that, you know, they they do what's best for them, and we do what's best for us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We're we're good. We're done. We've reached the end of this episode. Um, Eza, um, any more from any more for any more from your side? competition like Netflix really pushes um, the filmmaker um, everywhere in the world to create create content like because they know with, with like the abundance of content out there especially in Netflix the abundance of movies title documentaries anything so they have to step up and they have to be among um out there so they have to have very original ideas and very interesting uh, stories so yeah i think it's good for us viewer of course like we have a lot more things to consume and uh, a lot more good and great things coming out of this so that's that's uh, that's one of the things that i appreciate uh, the fact that you know um fee that we pay every month is Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Um, and I hope you, ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't disagree with us. Uh, but even if you do, it's fair. You can just uh, let us know what you think. Um, our email address, uh, <laughs> mail at thoughtsonfilms.com. Uh, if, we, if we ever check it, uh, that's M-A-I-L at thoughtsonfilms.com. So drop us a line, let us know what you think. And we're more than happy to just uh, respond to your questions or comments and, and all this kind of stuff later on in a future episode. But for now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, um, I think we're done. Eza, thank you very much for your yeah. time. Say goodbye, Eza. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jaken, say goodbye, Jaken. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he, he has just sidled up next to me i think uh now is the time for me to go and um be uh, a father a good father hopefully um and on that note ladies and gentlemen uh, goodbye from me fikri have a good one and we'll catch you in our next episode bye i just want to play unplug for the day